Attention, culture consumers. Join me, the queen of queries, Sarah O'Connor, and my band of nerdy knights. Colleen McMillan. Flo Siegel. And Anders Drew. On Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms, especially that Star Wars galaxy far, far away. Listen each week as we examine the stories that mean so much to us. Bohemian Geek Studies is available wherever you get your podcasts and is proudly part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Dave. And join us every Thursday for a new episode of Two Player Bros, a podcast about two guys who play way too many video games. Join me and Dave as we talk about the latest in Xbox, PlayStation, PC, and VR news, previews, and reviews. We have it all, and we play it all. And join us every other week for Post Game, where we play through and dive deep into our favorite modern classics and new releases. That's Two Player Bros, available every Thursday wherever you get your podcast. part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. waiting mm-hmm. i'm waiting for an epiphany okay for it to come to me you know you can't just introduce it you podcast. can't just force it it just it needs to come naturally i think i've got it hello and welcome to crack one open with mike <laughs> and elise that was it that was it yes <laughs> nailed it <laughs> today we're feeling a little blue oh wait not that kind of blue. I'm blue. I love you for that reference. Thank you. <laughs> We're drinking blue beer in a little blue house in a little <laughs> blue cup. In a... That's right. The beer today we're drinking is going to be blue. You ready for some and blue tongues? Not, I have been totally lied to. If my tongue isn't blue by the end of this episode. You're going to be greatly disappointed. Yeah, I don't think I can ask for a <laughs> refund, so I'm going to just have no, to be disappointed. <laughs> Two of the four cans will be gone. I think you're, you're done at that point. <laughs> Hello. Yes. No, the beer was great. No. Yeah. Everything was good. My tongue didn't turn blue. <laughs> Color me dissatisfied. Ha! High five. Yeah. Puns. <laughs> anyway, what are we drinking, beer fesser? All right, this week we are cracking open Blue Raspberry, a sour IPA from Evil Twin Brewing and distributed by 12% Beer Project out of North Haven, Connecticut. Just Good like old 12%. Yeah, just like Little Lungs from Short Throw Brewing, which we featured two episodes ago. Mm-hmm. This was very much an unintentional coinky dink, though. We just happened to love Evil Twin. And this time it was Mike that was drawn to the can. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a like a moth to the flame. It was blue. <laughs> <laughs> so you have probably heard us talk about Evil Twin before, seeing as Mike's favorite beer of all time, Geyser Goza, Woo-hoo! is a collaboration. <laughs> I said R.I.P. <laughs> uh, it's a collaboration between Evil Twin and Two Roads, a brewery which we also happen to mention probably like once an episode on average. I'm actually I've never counted, but. I feel like that's accurate. Yeah, it's pretty much almost every time. What's weird is last week we did the St. Patrick's Day episode and we were talking about Guinness, but we never mentioned oh. that they teamed up with Two Roads and did a Guinness oh, beer at Two shit, Roads. Oh, shit, yeah. 
And that Two Roads is one of the only beers at Guinness. It's not Guinness that you can get. Yeah. Missed opportunity. But here I did. But here we go. So we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was actually, yeah, that was the episode five was Geyser Goza. If if any of you would like to go back in our catalog and listen. I'd like to go back in time and drink more of that. (laughs) Oh, And we also featured another Eel Twin Two Roads collab more recently, uh, 13 Months of Sun, which for me is definitely way up there on my list of favorites. Mm -hmm. That was episode 58. Anyway, Evil Twin is an interesting brewery. It was started up nomadically in 2010 by... I'm I'm never going to be able to pronounce his name right. There's no... There's no Google Translate or Google pronunciation for a name, like a proper name. So I I apologize. Yepi Yarnit Biersko. <laughs> uh, in 2012, he and his family decided to move to New York City and joined the burgeoning local beer scene. Then finally, in 2016, Yepi N uh, was approached with an opportunity to root his ideas and dreams and evil twin brewing in new york city was born so really they started out as what's known as a gypsy brewery and a gypsy brewery generally does not have their own equipment so they collaborate with other bigger breweries to produce one-off or special occasion beers this trend started in scandinavia and other examples are stillwater artisanal ales gun barrel brewing company and mckeller And as far as I have been able to find previously, Evil Twin actually didn't have like a full on brick and mortar location in Queens until 2019. But they also have a location in Ridgewood, New York, which may have opened closer to that initial 2016 date that I just mentioned. So it's very interesting to me how they operate. Not only do they have use of the locations in New York, but they often collaborate with big breweries and make use of their equipment. Um, And they also still brew their own stuff out of 12%. I almost wonder if they, they do that anywhere else in the country as well. But unfortunately that is not information that's available on their website. That's cool. Yeah. Either way, the goal of Evil Twin Brewing NYC is to, quote, this is from their website, expand upon the traditions of innovation and further it with the intimacy of a local neighborhood brewery. With more control over our recipes, we are able to experiment on new flavors while perfecting the classics. So I'm wondering, do they consider Blue Raspberry an experiment or a classic? Evil Twin says, quote, this 6% sour IPA attempts to answer the age old question, what even is blue raspberry anyway? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently it was a big hit at their Brooklyn brewery and its popularity led them to want to distribute the flavor to a wider range of customers. Uh, So yay for us. (laughs) So the label that we uh, have on our cans is slightly different than what was put on the cans in New York City, but this is the way that they describe both. Brewed with raspberries, nostalgic notes of lemon and candied raspberries, moderate tartness with a touch of sweetness. Since there is really zero other information out there about this particular beer, I thought I would talk a little bit more about sour beer uh, or sour IPAs since we 
I've only featured them a small handful of times. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So sour beers rely on a bacteria strain like Lactobacillus or Brettanomyces, as well as wild yeast cultures for their signature funk. And this process requires a lot of careful maintenance and tasting along the way to ensure that it doesn't go overboard. And what sets a good sour IPA apart from other IPAs is being able to strike a balance between sweet, sour, and tropical hop notes. It's a flavor profile that often appeals to beer drinkers who might not want that like mouth puckering goza. Mm -hmm. And it's usually more appealing to people who think that maybe they prefer cocktails over beer because of their more complex flavor profile. And fun fact Sour beers are technically a probiotic, (laughs) or at least it has beneficial probiotic qualities for your gut's microbiome. Get those good gut biomes. Drink more beer. (laughs) And some final notes about blue raspberry. A common flavoring for candy, snack foods, syrups, and soft drinks. The flavor ostensibly originates from Rubus Rubus leucodermis. More commonly known as the white bark raspberry or black cap raspberry for the blue black color of its raspberry. The the hue of blue that we are familiar with is not an accurate rendition of the actual color of the fruit. (laughs) Shocking, I know. Nothing's like that blue. (laughs) (laughs) Which in reality is almost black when ripe. But. The bright blue flavor that we associate with the flavor also helps distinguish raspberry flavored foods from cherry, watermelon, and strawberry, which are often different shades of red. So Yeah, that's true. The first known use of the blue raspberry flavor dates back to 1958 by Cincinnati food company Gold Metal, uh, which was a flavor for their Italian ice. And I'm sure this is no coincidence is also right around the time that everyone was all up in arms about the safety of red number two as a food dye. Because 1958 is when the food additives amendment was passed. So that um, food manufacturers had to prove their food additives were safe. And by 1960, the color additive amendment came along requiring the same of colorants for foods, drugs, and cosmetics. (laughs) So this was probably a workaround <laughs> to say, yeah, our our corn syrup laden candies are totally safe because they don't have red dye number two. They're blue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's what I got. So are you saying it's time to crack it open? Let's get some blue tongues. Blue, 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 blue. So through the magic of editing, we now have these beers in hand. Ah, yes. Thank you. (laughs) Time to crack it open. Ready? Yes. Oh, yeah. I can can smell it already. You can smell some of it. It smells sweet. But it's a sour beer. Um. (laughs) Interesting. I had to turn off my Xbox because I thought the green menu was turning it green. But oh, it's, no. It's not really blue. No. 
The picture on the front is a lie. I mean, it's definitely colored. I feel betrayed. <laughs> it's an odd color for a beer. It's an enjoyable color. I like it because it's mostly green. Like, I can't even say that it's teal. Well, the blue light coming through yours actually looks more like the uh, from the microphone power thing. It actually mm -hmm. looks like the right color. Okay. When you hold it in a certain light. Yeah, it's it's more like Joker toxin green. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not like ecto cooler green. It's kind of close. But yeah, it's definitely not the blue that's on the can. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. I'm a little sad. But as long as it tastes is there, I guess that's what really is important. Yeah. All right. Well, cheers. Cheers. Mm. Oh, well, there definitely oh, is blue man. raspberry on that. Once again, Evil Twin does not disappoint. Oh, wow. It tastes like you're drinking cotton candy. Yeah, it does. <laughs> or like one of those ice creams just like melted down. The uh, the red, white, and blue kind of the rocket ships that you get from the... Oh, I don't think it tastes like a rocket ship. Really? I don't think the rocket ships taste exactly like blue raspberry. Well, it has the layers of flavor. The white is lemon. The red is, I, I don't know, strawberry maybe. And or strawberry or raspberry. Yeah. And blue is blue raspberry, but yeah. yeah. I feel like more like maybe the Sonic the Hedgehog popsicles. <laughs> to be honest, I know I've had them, but I can't recall the exact flavor as, as readily as yeah. the... Yeah. It's blue raspberry. It's just creamy ice cream blue raspberry. Oh, that's weird. It's weird, but it's fantastic. <laughs> that's why even though Sonic isn't as popular as maybe he once was, mm -hmm. they still have them at every ice cream truck. It's true. It's very sweet. Not quite as sickeningly sweet, but it is very it, sweet. It is, yeah, very sweet, but it does have that moderate tartness that they were talking about that kind of balances it out from becoming sickeningly sweet. Yeah, I would almost want it to be more tart, but that's me. Yes. No, I, I agree. I could do with a little bit more tartness, but I think this is enjoyable and extremely drinkable. I would love this during the summer. I'm kind of, I'm surprised that it came out. In the dead of winter. It smells like melting cotton candy. Yeah. Because technically, if it debuted at the Brooklyn Brewery first, mm -hmm. and then uh, according to their Instagram, this was canned probably around late January. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Middle of winter. Very summery flavor. Yeah, this would be great out on the deck mm -hmm. toward the end of the night. It's like a like a little snack, like a dessert, dessert almost. Like almost yeah, a dessert beer. Very light. I enjoy the carbonation. It's not a. It doesn't have a head. It's not a crazy head at all. But it's definitely. Yeah, it's definitely carbonated yeah. though. Yeah, you're right about it. It is very thirst quenching. It's very refreshing. Surprisingly, which I was not especially expecting. for a sour. Right. Well, based on the image here, it almost seemed like it was going to be a heavier kind of sour. Yeah. Or maybe a hazier one with a lot of head, and and that's not kind of what's here. Yeah. But uh, I mean, I like it. Mm -hmm. I think I was hoping for something a little heavier, a little bit more, more of a punch. Mm -hmm. And I think that's because, you know, coming from, you know, Geyser Goes from Evil Twin. Yeah. Like really makes you pucker. And it's yeah. really sour. Granted, that's a Goza, not necessarily just a sour. Yeah. This yeah. is a sour IPA, whereas 
Right. The, and Goza I, is a different animal. What's weird is that this is a sour IPA, but I don't really get the IPA part of it as much as no, I've gotten in other sour IPAs. I'm not IPAs. getting like hoppiness. At, yeah, this this is kind of just a sour. Yeah. Maybe a slightly toned down sour mm-hmm. with the IPA. Maybe that's all it's doing is calming it down. Yeah. Maybe there's some of that bitter in there that's calming down that super sour puckery part of it. Yeah, that's true. It's a tough beer to like really describe it because it's so... Mm-hmm. Odd, it's so different. Which I mean, I think I knew that it was going to be when I saw the beer, and I was like, "This is going to be a weird one." <laughs> Which is why I thought it would be great for the episode, but I really just can't. It's tough to describe this beer to somebody. It's like, yes, it it's is. blue raspberry, but it's not like crazy amounts of blue raspberry, but it's enough blue raspberry. Yeah, it's sweet, it's sour, but not that sour. No, no more not sour, that sour than. It's not even like warhead sour. Yeah, it's not even like. Sour candy sour. Yeah. But you also have a very high threshold for sour. So coming from me, I'm going to say this is not even like Warhead sour. True. Yeah. I mean, I'll eat eight Warheads at a time and be fine. Yeah. You'll suck on a lemon and be like, more please. Mm, lemon. <laughs> it really does. If you just smelled it, if no one told you this was beer, you would think it was some kind of maybe seltzer. Mm hmm. I could see that totally. It does remind me a lot of, and I'll bring it back to Two Roads now. <laughs> it does remind me a lot of Two Roads Area Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, they created a cotton candy sour. Oh my god! Or a cotton candy so seltzer. Good. A uh, few weeks ago, or months ago now, a couple of months, last month. Yeah, not that long ago. And this kind of reminds me of that with that sweetness that it actually mm-hmm. tastes like the actual candy it's supposed to be, and that yeah, that effervescence and that flavor and sweetness without being cloyingly so mm-hmm. and still being refreshing and that's exactly all the points that this really hits and hits them well yep like you can tell they they know how to do a sour ipa do they or do they know how to do a sour because <laughs> i gotta say as a sour ipa this blows because because I you're like, not getting that ipa quality that you right. would expect okay and sour ipa is the ones i've had so far and granted at least in connecticut on the East Coast, we've only just started kind of seeing them come into yeah. popularity, and they we've had maybe three or four of them. Mm-hmm. But the ones that I've had that I've really liked are both sour, like puckery sour, mm-hmm. and have that bittery notes, and you can really taste the hops. Yeah. In like, this case, it's not very sour, and I can taste no hops. Yeah. Well, yeah, this is definitely, considering that this is technically in the same category as cosmic connection which we covered a couple weeks ago or actually it might have been like two months ago by now from victory Mm -hmm. that sour ipa is very different yeah they're all very different from this but they all are also very different from each other Mm -hmm. so i feel like everyone's kind of trying to put their finger on what exactly a sour ipa might be yeah and this might be just some something new that they all have to kind of get a consensus on and we might start to see a sour blank IPA where they have different descriptors so you can really separate them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be helpful. Because if I got a sour IPA expecting something like uh, the one from Tribus or the one from Victory mm-hmm. or even this one, all three of those, which I've liked all three of those, are all totally, totally different animals. It's true. Although they have the same descriptor. I don't get why it's green. <laughs> I just don't think maybe there's You're enough You're so blue. bothered by it. It's just a little disappointing. The photos were going to be so good. I know. <laughs> so the can is a lie. 
But the can is why we moving bought, on. <laughs> but we can is why we bought the beer. So it's Evil Twin Brewing. Obviously, it's a wraparound label, not a full label on the can. It's a tall boy. And it is just a light blue turquoise mm-hmm. wrapping around the entire can, which really catches your eye. It's like a muted sky blue. Yes. And it's somewhat shiny as well. Not like totally metallic, but it does have mm-hmm. a nice sheen to it. And that's it. I mean, it is basically that color throughout the entire label. And in the center, you have a triangle. And in that triangle is just a picture, a still image of what I assume is the beer on the countertop at Evil Twin Brewing in Queens would be my guess. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Still image as opposed to what? Like a drawn image, like a oh. like an art, art image. I was like, are there animated there cans? Are, there are cans with moving images now. We've reached the future. The future is now. I've watched too much Expanse. <laughs> you have. <laughs> but it's a lie because the can, the, the glass is a very nice, kind of the same glasses we're using right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, almost like a cocktail glass or just shy of being a stemless wine glass. And it's poured in and it is the same color turquoise as the wraparound label. Yeah. And it's deep and dark and hazy with a nice frothy head. Fun fact, our beer was green. Mm-hmm. It is... Pretty clear, although it is yeah. green. It, it's just—it's definitely like, not as hazy. It looks like that's for sure. Water from Long Island Sound. Ew. <laughs> oh and, man. And uh, there's no head on it. There's there's no frothy head. Yeah. It's almost like we got a whole different beer. I wonder if they changed the recipe slightly from when they originally did it. I wouldn't doubt it. Because this—that's why I, when I saw that in that triangle, I was like, "Holy crap!" Not only this beer is the same color as the label. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I want this. Yeah. Well, because like we talked about last week with Guinness, the way that they uh, are able to produce so much beer in other breweries is they they just send half the recipe out to other breweries and rely on them to have the the starter or the wort or whatever. So I'm wondering if the way that this is produced at 12 percent is a slightly different starter. And then they just add the flavor from Evil Twin. And maybe that's the difference. Because like I said, the the label that they had at the at the the brewery in New York is different than this. That's true. I, I, I don't know. Because the thing about Guinness is, and granted, that's that's another thing is. Well, Guinness, you talk Guinness about that prides Guinness, itself but, on consistency. Exactly. The Guinness I get anywhere is always the same. But yeah. we're on the East Coast. Our Guinness is always imported from the Dublin distributor. Yeah. We're not in Indonesia or the Philippines or Australia where they might get theirs from those other breweries and distributors. We're getting ours straight from Dublin. So you're right that there might be inconsistencies with that as well. And I just didn't taste them. And in terms of this beer as well, but this is like a totally different beer Yeah, on this image. It is a hazy, frothy boy uh, and, and turquoise blue. And we're getting this muted green seawater <laughs> beer where Don't the taste is where the taste is good but i feel like the mouthfeel and and weight of the beer would really affect your opinion of it and it's oh absolutely wait and also what you're seeing and what you're drinking mm-hmm. you know visualizing the, the visual presentation of beer when you're looking at your food or your your drink really matters oh i've yeah anything that you eat you you eat with your eyes first exactly so i think that's just a a, a little disappointing like a little disappointing (laughs) yeah i still think this beer is really good the first couple tastes i think i was yeah 
Mm-hmm. But as I go, like I'm getting that it's refreshing. I'm getting that it's this or that. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm drinking beer, I'm hoping for beer. And this really is like a sweet candy cocktail almost, yeah. which is really cool. That's I, that's literally what I was just going to say was this. You could mix this into something for sure. I don't know if I'd need to. It's already pretty much perfect. Yeah, that's true. As, to, <laughs> as, as of what it is. So anyway, with the rest of the can, it literally just says in really small font underneath the triangle, blue raspberry. On top, it says evil twin brewing. Like this is one of evil twin brewing's most muted cans most yeah. uninteresting ones but that's what made it so eye-catching to me and so interesting to mm-hmm. me is it was just classy af <laughs> and it really just sold you on this blue beer this blue beer right here buy blue beer blue beer <laughs> like that's what went through my head and i was like yes buy blue beer blue beer good <laughs> and so i got it and on the left side it says six percent alcohol by volume one pint Sour India Pale Ale with raspberry flavor. On the other side, let's see if there's anything interesting. Brewed and packaged by Evil Twin Brewing, North Haven, Connecticut. Distributed by 12%. And the Surgeon General warning. Nothing like crazy. No. It was really interesting. Yeah, other than being disappointed in the presentation of the beer and having to rethink what we're going to do for pictures. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This really is... A fantastic beer for someone who maybe doesn't, doesn't think like, they beer. like beer. This is a beer that they're going to order and they're going to enjoy and they're going to drink. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a beer that you can have at parties. Oh my God. Yeah. Like this, this is something like you could stuff. pour in a punch bowl. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, absolutely. It's 6%. So it's not high. It's not low. It's pretty middle yeah, of the line crazy. in terms of alcohol content. I'm actually surprised it is as high as six because it really doesn't. It doesn't taste like it should be. Tastes like, yeah, there should be any booze in it. Uh, the greenness is a little awkward when you're drinking something blue raspberry. Yeah. You really would feel like this would be. It would have been appropriate for yesterday, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> St. Patrick's Day or even if it's like, oh, this is a flavored beer, you would think green apple. Yes. Yep. If you just put this in front of me and said, what flavor is this? Yeah, I would have said green apple. Which I would have been a little disappointed in because. You, you also love green apple, though. I do love green apple. It just depends on where. I like green apple Jolly Ranchers, and I like green mm-hmm. apple um, Blow Pops. Mm-hmm. But I hate green apple Skittles. Well, yeah. But I think that's more because it takes over the taste of Skittles. I think we've gone over this on the show before. Yeah, because green, green apple ruined. fucked up the flavor of Skittles. Yeah, they really ruined Skittles. Take a mouthful of Skittles, you can taste every flavor because they all kind of complement each other mm-hmm. and, and aren't overpowering no flavor is overpowering. they play well together grape is a little overpowering but it's still good green apple does not green play apple's just like the skills. kool-aid guy going <laughs> and what's really weird is the orchard skittle bag has a lime skittle instead of a green apple mm-hmm. skittle it's really dumb skittles bring back lime no one wanted green apple bring back lime bring back lime bring back lime <laughs> make that my life's mission to bring back lime into regular skittles seriously it's though monsters yep lime isn't even my favorite skittle flavor it's orange <laughs> it's a legitimate goal <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i am surprised how much i like this after the first sip i almost like you talk you did a lot of the talking at the beginning because i didn't know what to think <laughs> of this and i think that's because it really did strike me as something i was not prepared for mm-hmm. i was really expecting a sour hazy sour beer um, almost like the sour IPA from Tribus or almost like some of the tanker truck series from Two Roads. Yeah. Yeah. 
which are very high on fruity flavor and pack a big sour punch. Yeah. And, and they're really also is, slightly, s- slightly more like thick in mouthfeel. Right. This. They're dense. Yeah. This yeah. is light. This is really, this is really like a seltzer. This is really like it the is. cotton candy seltzer. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. That it, No, that's not a knock. It just, it really shocked me at first and I didn't know what to say about this beer. Mm-hmm. Because it really threw me off what my expectations were and what I thought we were going to be talking about. <laughs> if you buy this can, just know you will be disappointed when you pour it into the glass and it does not. <laughs> which I, is not uh, the same as the the visual res- representation on the can. <laughs> part of me figured that was going to happen. Part of me knew oh. there's no way this is going to reach the level of expectation I see in this picture. It's just so beautiful on the can. It's just. It looks like something out of like a sci-fi like show. Like that's mm-hmm. a sci-fi cocktail that the Mandalorian is drinking at the bar yeah. or something like that. Or maybe Grogu's going to like try to drink or like a Romulan ale in Star Trek. This mm-hmm. is the guy in is serving this in 10 forward. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting geeky with it. <laughs> <laughs> but instead you get this green non-bubbly seltzer, which is great. And I think they must have done. You know, it's not a knock and it's not to say it's not good beer. I think that means it's really perfectly balanced mm-hmm. in terms of the sour part of the sour IPA and the IPA part of it. And the two of them canceling each other out to create a really refreshing effervescent blue raspberry drink. That's also not sickeningly sweet, which was another one. Well, I was hoping for something more hazy and fruity. Mm-hmm. I was also really afraid what we were going to get would be too sweet. Because I am very sensitive to like oversweetness, especially like that's true. Blue raspberry ices. Like I work at the movie theater too much, and just everyone was like, "Oh, blue raspberry ice!" They just get so much icy, and I'm like, I have even when I was younger, like a little bit goes a long way for me in terms of sweets. I've never been a big sweets guy. Yeah, and so I I, even just you saying blue icy, like it just like it makes my jaw like tingle. Right, like I (laughs) I like them, but I just can't drink a lot of it anymore. Nor could I even when I was younger because it's just too too sweet for me. And this is not. No. The perfect amount. And you are right that this would be fantastic in the summer. I hope they still sell it. Me too. It is something that you really it's too have early to, to try buy it now to and save it. Yeah. <laughs> IPAs aren't meant to last that long. That's really all I have to say about this. I don't know if you have anything to add or Yeah. I mean it's it's a pretty straightforward beer, so I'm satisfied with it. For what um, I feel like for what it is, I'm happy with it. The packaging might have been slightly deceiving, but (laughs) the flavor is there and I'm happy with the flavor. Is this pretty much what you were expecting in terms of taste? Uh, In terms of taste? Yeah, I would say so. But not in terms of like mouthfeel and stuff either. You had the same kind of expectation as me. Yeah, yeah. But I know that Evil Twin delivers on taste, so. Right. I mean, there wasn't really much debate on that we knew that was going to probably be good yeah and i know we still and i'm t- so like i want when when the world reopens <laughs> hopefully say, yeah. in just a few weeks or you know maybe a few months once everyone's vaccinated we can take that train into into the city and visit this brewery and try all of the weird fucking flavors that they have that sound so interesting and you know they're going to be delicious no, I know we always talk about, oh yeah, we're going to go, let's go next time. And, and you yeah, know, we can't right yeah, now, but I know New York city is just a, a short train ride away from us. So it is. And like, I will never 
again, take for granted the accessibility that we have. Like it's literally just an hour away and we haven't been able to go in over a year now. And it's the first time since we've started dating that we haven't gone to the city in that long. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, it's just it's something itching. that we definitely took for granted. I mean, I never did, but okay. <laughs> I Oh, I definitely did. I've never appreciated more the fact that it's so Oh, I always thought right it was there. really cool that we're basically the suburbs of the capital of the world. I, I've always thought that. Oh, yeah. But now I like I'm I'm saying I miss it now more than. Oh, no, I'm jonesing ever. for it more than I've ever jonesed yeah. for it, for sure. Yeah. That feel of the city, you can't really. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's nothing like there's it. There's nothing like being in New York City. Yeah. New York, <laughs> concrete jungle where dreams are made <laughs> of. We're not Alicia Keys. <laughs> no. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I got. Yeah. I'm gonna drink the rest of this now. Okay. I rethink what I want to do for my picture. <laughs> <laughs> so. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. And if you enjoyed it, please rate it, review it, and share it with your friends and subscribe to catch our future episodes. You can catch us on crackandoneopen.com or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, uh. and Twitter at crackandoneopen.com or shoot us an email at crackandoneopen at gmail.com with any comments, questions, or suggestions because we always want to hear from you i just want you to know mm-hmm. if i'm doing this edit that perp will make it into the God show damn it <laughs> <laughs> what do you got to plug i've got a lot of stuff to plug as usual you can see me on for you can listen to me at forgotten cinema it's another podcast to do with my buddy mike field where we talk about films that for some reason seem to be forgotten by audiences whether it be because a more popular movie was released at the same time or the film simply didn't catch on with audiences in its initial run, we discuss what we love about it. Maybe don't love about it, but always recommend you revisit it. I've also got Two Player Bros, a podcast I do with my buddy Dave, where we talk about games from Xbox, PC, PlayStation, VR, Nintendo. We have it all. We play it all. We'll talk about previews, news, reviews, all that good stuff. Both of those podcasts are available at ForgottenEntertainment.com or wherever you listen to your podcast and also on the social medias, please join us. Please listen. Uh, and I've also got audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Did you know I got audiobooks? Do I you? say it every week. You should know. <laughs> I don't make money off these things unless you guys buy them. So please go ahead and uh, give them a purchase. Uh, they're on Audible. Uh, look for Michael Butler. Not any kind of fancy Michael Butler, just Michael Butler. They're mostly horror books uh, with a couple of sci-fi and a Guy Ritchie art theft novel thrown in there where I get to do fun accents. But uh, check them out. They're pretty cool. And again, I don't make money if you guys don't buy them, but check out my audio books. That's all I got. <laughs> and a special thanks for our theme, which was composed and performed by Joe Reichert. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that sucked. There we go. These glasses aren't good clinkies. No. I'm afraid they're going to (laughs) break if we do. I'm going to drink my green raspberry now. It's pretty good, though. (laughs) It's still pretty good, though. It was green.